everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, your mom, joined as always by Jir Dad. Hi. How's it going, Jir Dad? It's okay. Jir uh, Dad's a little stressed for this episode. He's like, you're going to have to lead most of the podcast. I'm totally like, unprepared. I'm like, Jir Dad, I always lead the podcast. I hate being unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the German word of the week this week. I'm going to do the conk life Get this week. Get out. I'm, I'm taking over. Well, do a good job. Thank you. Because if you don't. It'll suck. <laughs> After the last No Rules bonus pod, uh, we've pleased a lot of people, so I feel like this one can <laughs> suck and they're still going to be happy. Cause I think they'll just be happy to have the Twitter back. Yeah, well, Tipsy Giardat was also much appreciated. <laughs> uh, the cocktail of the week this week is the frozen mudslide. Yeah, it's real good. It's really delicious. It's like a dessert, though. I mean, I mean it's, it's absolutely a milkshake. This is a Take a sip of that. Good for cold weather and... By the it's fire. frozen. I know, but so, it still feels like it's a Christmassy drink. It's because it's got Bailey's in it. Yeah. Bailey's Kahlua vodka, ice, and some heavy cream blended up into a milkshake. It's I good. put I did the classic put some chocolate syrup in the glass. Yeah, I was wondering how you did that. It looks like you like reached into the gloop and put <laughs> a pattern a, on the inside of the glass. Attractive way to describe Well, I would have put the liquid in first and then tried to put the chocolate syrup on the inside of the glass and that doesn't work that's like scuba diving exactly the kind of move someone unnailed it would take <laughs> put the liquid in first and then be like huh how do, how do i get that chocolate on the glass yeah and then you would just use the empty glass put the chocolate on and then put the liquid in well that's how you do it that in in hindsight that makes a lot more <laughs> sense but if you already got the liquid in there yeah i think somebody had to learn that you put you know the the um ice in the coke that would be me in the coke um glass first before you put the coke on it i think literally the first time i got to use a cup. soda fountain it's a cup was in college and yeah i i learned very quickly that you don't put your fill your glass with coke and then put the ice in it but it's really hard to reverse it if you already got a full full to the rim with coke yeah well i learned in one lesson it's so one of those things I teach my students. There's some things that like you have to work really hard to think about. There's other problems that like it just requires you to have the intuition. And once you have the intuition, you'll never need to think about it again because it's so obvious. But until you can see it, it's a really hard problem to solve. You see, I don't learn though. I, w <laughs> I would still be filling it occasionally all the way with Coke and then be like, oh, I knew I forgot something here. Where is the ice? That is a sort of classic chair dad move. And I'd be like, oh... Now what? I'll just try to sneak some ice in there and we go kasploosh. That's where like dear dad would be like, now I'm very overwhelmed. I'm stressed. Yeah. yeah. Go back to bed. <laughs> Start over. Uh, the cocktail of the week was going to be the hurricane because we had sort of actually. I think it qualified. It was a hurricane warning. Hur we had a hurricane warning. Yeah. I think we we didn't top hurricane speed. So this is Hurricane Eta. Yeah. E-T-A. Which was Tropical Storm Eta until like 12 hours before it was supposed to hit. And then all of a sudden we got upgraded to a hurricane warning, which was sort of stressful. It was cool that we could put the hurricane flag out. Yes. So if you follow <laughs> me on Jen Runs With Dogs, I love putting out the, uh, there's like Mariner's flag. So a Tropical Storm is a square red flag and it's got a black square in the middle. So one of those is a tropical storm warning, and two of them is a hurricane so warning. So cool. They're very cool. And so I've got a little like makeshift flag post down on the beach, and I put them up 
that survived the hurricane. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> I thought that flag was the first thing to go. I like doing them so much that I just bought gale warning flags, which are kind of like pennants. Yeah, they're like, triangular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're red. And so there's, there's t- you can fly two. And like one means something and two means something else. Uh, and it's for all those big ships that go past our shoreline and, and appreciate the warning that there's going to be a gale warning. Some dude in his little boat with his dog. On Some the dude stairs. in his kayak. He's like, oh, better turn around. There's <laughs> a hurricane warning. Makes me happy to put that oh, out. It's very dramatic. It's cool. Uh, but so we were like, our hurricane windows are still sitting under the house waiting to be installed. So we were kind of debating, do we close the shutters or oh not? Oh, God. I was like, worried about the flood surge, tide, flood tide. Jared's work is to sue insurance companies who don't pay out on insurance like hurricane claims and so he has now become i think exceptionally aware of paranoid paranoid may i mean it wasn't my first choice of word but maybe is accurate you can be honest um so he ended up putting up the big heavy hurricane stuff over the door to our little downstairs enclosure which is like part shed kind of like a garage but but it has a glass sliding door i don't want that to break so he protected the glass sliding door i mean if that's fine we got away so easy right it actually it was much less dramatic than it could have been luckily yeah the storm uh like passed directly over the keys it was about the size of the keys and so it passed straight through them but it basically, when it went over Cuba, there was a, a trough, apparently, they tell me, of dry air in the Florida Strait, which is the space between Cuba and Key West. So Cuba is directly south of Key West. And so that means the southern and western part of the hurricane were kind of weakened, but the north and the east side of it were much stronger. Yeah. And so when it came across, it was moving sort of northwest. So we got the full west side and south side but they were the weakest so it was windy but they're in you know it kind of rained but not nearly as much as they said but in the upper keys and and then even north of that into miami they got a ton of i think like 12 inches of rain the winds were you know probably double what they were down here ours got up to like maybe 50 55 miles an hour they were getting like 75 mile an hour winds up there nothing serious i mean one one poor person had a giant tree fall right in the middle of their house and like split it open like in a cartoon which was like kind of unexpected and weird but there was no real damage like this was pretty mild yeah i mean Um, it was miami got it worse than we did for 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 sure yeah but yeah i mean chief brody slept through the night (laughs) like we were worried it would suck and it was fine we yeah, took we, Patrick out in the middle of the night. We got we got pretty lucky. It yeah. was it was cool to see the wind coming from one direction, and then during the day, like twelve hours later, the wind was all coming the other direction. Like yeah, you could, you could see you were on the downside of the hurricane, and then the upside of the hurricane. Yep. It was <laughs> science. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we made it out of that fine. Um, Brody was fine. Yeah, and then it came back today. Yeah, so the friggin' thing like passes over us, and then it's just drunkenly wandering around the Gulf. Went kind of down back to Cuba a little bit. It is staggering. And then kind of headed northwest, kind of towards Tampa, which is the west coast of Florida. But yeah, it was like super windy, super windy today because we were in the outer bands of it again. Yeah, it was, as it was much coming worse back today, north. or it seemed much worse today than it was on Saturday. Yeah, or Sunday. Sunday. Yep. So still fine. I mean, nothing serious, no, but it was good. very windy. Very rainy today, which <clears throat> yeah, it, which it rain. wasn't as much on Sunday. It was very lake 
queso was back in effect. Yeah, and it rains kind of in in spurts where because you I mean you see the radar of the of these hurricanes right and so there's like little bands and they're broken up and so sometimes it's fine and then like one of the bands passes over and it's just torrential rain and super windy and then it moves on there's another little break and then it stops i totally defer to your expertise because you've spent a lot of time looking at the radar and reading national weather service bulletins spaghettimodels.com spaghetti models and i turn on the weather channel it was just like weather for idiots and you're like well they're just you know that's not really all the information (laughs) (laughs) they just have some dude standing outside in a parking lot (laughs) you're like i'm much more into the science of this i mean i'm definitely not a meteorologist but i'm like relatively capable Mm. of interpreting the data that's that's put out there and you were amassing data i was i was i was monitoring things very closely uh where dear dad was putting up the shutters and and I was like, okay, like go for it. And he's like, I, what are you? Don't want me to do this? I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'm I'm not as worried as you are, but you should do the thing. Oh, I was like worried about a four foot high flood tide coming in, and like I was like, it was gonna wash our cars away. It did not. Mm-mm. It didn't even do anything to. I mean, it wasn't even an unusual tide. We've had Mm-mm. we've had much worse just from wind. Just like king tides were have yeah. been higher than that. It wasn't yeah. bad. Turns out nature is just confusing. Yeah, it was fine. So, uh, so that was that. We made it through the hurricane slash tropical storm just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not drinking hurricanes. That's how we started this. That's right. So we're not. I, I tried to make some, and they were really bad. So my hurricane. In fact, we did, even Gr Dad was like, we could just dump this out and have something else, which is rare. It was a weird. They had a weird thing. Yeah. Weird, <laughs> weird flavor. Yep. There was there was something bad in there. So whatever. Uh, these frozen mudslides have been on the dinner special menu of this place that we get takeout from and they used to let you get takeout and they'd send you home with like a tub of the frozen oh, drink so from their good. machine like the, like the chinese takeout container and it was full of like a raspberry slushy or a, or what do they like call them? Margarita. frozen margaritas <laughs> that was great and then I now think, apparently you can't do takeout drinks like that i think we broke them the last time i took them out the the person who was giving me the stuff said oh we only give you that by mistake we're not the boss just said we're not we're not allowed to do that anymore yeah i mean the takeout booze was definitely a a covid rule uh and who knows i mean we're the statistics are heading us towards another shutdown if that actually happens here in florida who the hell knows uh we're not going anywhere but in any case, they won't let us do them takeout. So we've been seeing them and wanting them and haven't been able to get them. So finally tonight I made Yeah, the, it's uh, taunting you. They were taunting you with their mudslides on the menu. You too. You keep going, oh, those mudslides sound really good. <laughs> well, I like to taunt you a little bit sometimes. Too, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. Hurricanes and hurricanes. Um, let's see. Updates. Our Twitter account is back. Uh, I cannot express how stressed out i have been with our twitter account shut down i mean i know we talked about it getting shut down on the last podcast uh and you know i so our three-day suspension which we shouldn't have gotten in the first place was up and the account still wasn't back i think because i couldn't verify it and like it was i was stressed up stressed out enough about it plus a bunch of other stuff that like i woke up at two less this morning because St. Patrick was pacing, and then I was so stressed I couldn't go back to sleep. Eventually, I just got out of bed and was working. I was up till 4.30, like, crying part of the time, so stressed out about it, and finally came up with this plan of, like, I'm just going to turn Queso's account into our alternative account because this could take weeks to get sorted. Um, And I posted that up, and one of our 
amazing, actually a couple of our amazing followers were like, we have some journalists who follow us and, and some people who work in organizations that work with social media companies. And so one of them tagged a couple people who both offered to help. And I, I don't want to give away names of people who have this power. So they're not inundated with requests <laughs> someone's like well i got locked out of my account with my 14 followers i not want that a that's blue check sad, but... i want a blue check <laughs> so anyway uh one of the people that she put me in touch with is inside twitter and li- so she had just tweeted like uh you all right jared you made a face well, guac is trying to drink my drink guac is so guac, guac is, is so tall standing... that he can like drink for the straw he's standing under the table except his head is in Giardad's lap and Giardad's drink is on the table so guac is just <laughs> flipping his head 180 degrees backwards and he's sniffing like, like an owl cocktail. or a snake yeah <laughs> more like a snake anyway um our friend tweeted at a couple people that's like hey my favorite twitter account as you can see from this tweet has been suspended can anyone help and one person sent an email to someone who owed them a favor and an, and another person who's inside Twitter was like, I just fixed that for you. So he DM'd me, this person inside Twitter, um, and was like, hey, I fixed it. You know, sorry that happened. If you ever need anything, let me know. So now if there's ever a problem, I've got a direct line to a person inside oh. Twitter who deals with exactly this kind of issue. Hope they want like a Christmas calendar or something. I, I am sending presents to a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, I was like, can we send you some like Golden Ratio merch? And he's like, oh, I'm just really sorry this happened. How about some Keys rum? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's that. Uh, so our Twitter account is back. I am so relieved. And some people did point out that like Queso fixed everything. Yeah, because I, I was like, all right, we're changing at Queso Faso into alt golden ratio four and i thought it would be for a while and it was literally like three hours she and watched over happened. us yeah so um you know that that post was necessary to kind of get things in front of the right people and there were other you know there were a lot of things in play um but that ultimately did it and i i feel like a lot of my daily stress management is interacting with people on our twitter page because our instagram was still working and i comment on the instagram stuff but the the Twitter interactions, I think, are a lot richer, and I didn't realize how much of my, like, oh, I just had to deal with this crappy thing, like, let's go talk to a couple, you know. Nice, supportive nice people. people. Yeah. That's I don't have, unlike my professional account, I don't have to fear the comments in the Golden Ratio account, and, uh, like, let's just go there and, like, you know, answer people's questions or, you know, look at the cute pictures they send us. Like, it, it really is... It's a thing we put out there to help other people, but it also very much helps me. It's such a great community. I mean, you guys are awesome. Yeah. We, uh, don't, we don't say it very often because it sounds a little, you know, <clears throat> kiss-assy, but you're all super nice. And it's it's a very, it's joy. It's a joy to interact with everyone. Yeah. I, I missed it. I mean, I, I was very stressed when it went away and uh, I knew it was going to be like a difficult thing not having it around, but it was way more... I missed it way more than I thought I would. It wasn't like, oh, I do get a little, you know, sometimes when you get a cold and you're like, I don't want to have a cold, but I kind of like having this excuse to just sit on the couch and watch Netflix and not do anything for the first day. Hmm. Like that sort of feels like, oh, I've got this like nature enforced break and I'll sniffle a little bit, but it's like a little novel and there's something of a break in this. It was not like that. It was like, where are my, where's my family on where's the internet? Where's my people? Where are my people? So... I'm very glad that's back. I have updated the phone number now. So, dear dad, your phone is linked to the account. 
everything is okay. I gotta say, some of these security systems just assume that you'll have one phone number all your life. They assume you have one email account or you know all your email accounts. I mean, something I set up five years ago with a work email address yeah. from three jobs ago. I don't know. I don't even. And then they go, "We sent, <laughs> we sent you a password reset to your your email." And I'm like, "What? Which? What? No, that doesn't. That just went nowhere. You know." Yeah. And then you're sort of stuck. It's a they're weird models sometimes. Yeah, and and like you have to protect it, right? Because people are going to try to steal accounts. But uh, man, it's hard to totally hard to deal with it. So that's back. My, my bank is now offering voice identification. Oh, that's in. cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. I haven't tried it yet, but they they did face you know face recognition through Apple, and now they're oh, I should try it. I guess. Yeah, that's cool. Hello, could, <laughs> hello, dear dad. <laughs> Um, so there you go. That's the administrative stuff. Dog updates. Yeah. Do we have any updates other than St. Patrick? I think everybody's pretty No, everyone's pretty stable and, you know, got their little weird quirks. So St. Patrick, uh, he's his right eye. Yep. His right eye. Passenger side. <laughs> it's, he's got a little growth on the upper lid a medium-sized growth on the upper lid, which kind of rubs on his eyeball, so his eye is always a little irritated. And he has a little tiny one, like, on the bottom eyelid, but outside the eyeball. Like, the top one grows down, and it touches it's his like eyeball. It's like a cysty thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, like, and look, he's got growth like that all over his body. Lots of older dogs have weird little skin tags They get and lumpy. Stuff. <clears throat> yeah, so, so his eye is always irritated. We're always cleaning the gloop out of his eye because it's always producing gloop. And... But today, when he woke up this morning, it was like super like crusty and gloopy. And I kind of got a, a wet washcloth and was like very gently cleaning it off. And, and you could tell that like something was bleeding a little bit and it was crusting way over. He and wasn't then, opening it. Yeah. The eyeball looked kind of sunken in. And then he was he had it like closed. It was just kind of squinted closed. And so we had called the vet in the morning. And I was like, this isn't super urgent. I thought maybe he had you know, like hurt one of those lungs or scratched it or something uh, at the beginning of the day. And I was like, you know, can we come in? It's not urgent. And they're like, well, you know, everything's booked up, but they take like walk-in appointments. You can do that anytime. And then, you know, when it was looking like sunken in, like that's not normal. You could tell it was bothering him. And he was still like at the end of the day, kind of squinting it closed. And we think this is the eye that he sees out of. Yes, because when he was squinting it closed, he ran into the wall. Yeah. And the other eye is fine. Yeah, the other eye looks good, but it doesn't look well. (laughs) That's right. Or there's something there. You got it. You nailed it. Um, So I called him back after dinner tonight, and I was like, so we're going to bring him in. They have a 24-hour emergency clinic, so. Such a good wet practice. Oh, they're so great. So we brought him up there at like 730, and... uh, and she's the the vet who saw him is the one who's been taking care of CB's urinary tract infection. Not very well, actually. Not her I, fault. I should have remembered that and <laughs> thrown that in her face. Uh, <laughs> so so she was there. So she's like, well, let me take him back and I'll put like some numbing drops in there. And, you know, so then it won't hurt him. And then we'll get a good look and we'll, you know, see if there's any scratches on it or whatever. Um, so she takes him back, sort of like we had to do a lot of work to get him to stand up. He, he, he was pretty agitated until he got into the vet room, examination room. And then he kind of just 
fell asleep. Collapsed Deep under his side. Asleep yeah. in, and just was asleep and yeah. kind of refused to move. The vet tech actually put a treat in front of his nose, mm-hmm. a dog treat, and it just remained there. It, he was unfazed. We left and it remained on the floor. He's unfazed by a treat. So she took him back and then she comes back in and she's like, so how much do you know about what's going on with his eye? And I'm like, well, he's got that growth on the top and the bottom, which I had told her. And she's like, yeah. Uh, so he has a tumor inside his eye. Uh, she assumed we knew this. Well, no, or was, no, no. Was she's afraid we knew it, and she would tell us as like some novelty. Or no, something. she, she's like, I just don't want to be like I'm breaking this to you in case you know. Mm-hmm. Though you probably would have told me if you knew. So uh, it would have been the lead. Yeah, she didn't think we knew, but yeah. she wanted to make sure. So anyway, he's got cancer in his eye, uh, and that's not good. In his eyeball. It, yeah, I mean, she showed us pictures. You can totally see it in there. Thing grown in there in like a couple blobs. It looks kind of like a lava lamp inside his eye. And, and the, it shouldn't. It, it definitely should not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's like, the prognosis of this normally isn't terrible. Like if if he were otherwise, if it was like CB who had this, they would basically remove the eye. She had some fancy word that I, I didn't, that I misunderstood. She's like... That we denuclearize it or something. Yeah, and, Ingo and I thought, thought it meant, was like radiating it. I thought it was radiation treatment and kill the cancer. Mm-mm. No, no, it's more take out old eyeball. school than that. No. Yes. Um, so she's like, you can do that, and then you know, six months to a year. So like, that's still not great, but you know, St. Patrick and you know, Jared Ad and I talked about this with her, like. He's way too fragile to go into surgery. Anyway, he had a very hard time with the surgery that he got uh, when he was rescued because he bloated and they had to fix him through two surgeries and they were both really hard on him. He had very bad reactions to the anesthetic and the painkillers. Um, and he's in much worse shape now than he was when we got him. So he probably, he's, you know, she's like, yeah, he's not a good candidate for anesthesia anyway. But he's also got all these other problems. You know, we have been talking about you know, it's not quite time yet, but it's getting towards time for him that he's, you know, he's just struggling in a lot of ways. And, you know, we're not there, but we're keeping an eye on it because there are there are definitely nights where we're up with him for a couple hours. And, uh, you know, I was up with him last night. The whole time wasn't him, but a good half hour of it was. And uh, he still has you know, moments where he like wags and he takes some snacks and he's happy and he's generally not suffering a lot of the time, but he also has times where he's really uncomfortable and really unsteady. And yeah, I mean, you know, trying to get him in and out of the car today was a real, (laughs) it's a process. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he like, we try, we were trying to get him out when we got home. He wasn't, having it he wants to just jump out by himself but he can't and now he can't really see where he's going and then we try to put the leash on him and then he tries to bite us which you know he's not going to bite us and hurt us yeah yeah so it's not like oh it's dangerous that he tries to bite us but like you can't just get in there and you know like vink just lets herself be manipulated ventilation is a thing yeah uh he doesn't do that so it's a a process so in any case with all the stuff he has going on with the dementia and he's got some other little things where he's having like weird little shock things she's like those are you know they sound like mini seizures real quick little things 
Um, she, she said there's also a chance, I mean, we're sort of discussing whether to take the eyeball out or not, but she says there's a, there's a chance that it has, has already spread or could spread outside yeah. the eye, right, to, to some to brain or... And it can cause spinal lesions, she said. So yeah. that, she's like, that could be responsible for him having decreased function, um, which he definitely has. I mean, his, his back legs have always been bad, but he's doing, he's less stable than he was when we got him. Uh, you know, he falls back down on his butt more and he kind of, he's Slides a little, around, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that could be that, that some of that cancer is in his spine and is uh, making it hard. We don't know. And it's kind of like not, we're not going to do anything about it. So it's not worth No, the ways to find out checking. are all invasive and, and serious. And some of them require anesthesia. And then we're back to making things worse anyway. I mean, some of them do. Jared Dad made a lot of that just up. Yep. There are other ways. That, I mean, even if there's ways that aren't invasive and don't require anesthesia and whatever, it's, there's no point in doing them because we're not, there's nothing we can do about this. Like, we're not going to put him through chemo or radiation because nope. even if we fix it, he's got all these other problems. Right. Um, so this is more, we're at the point of this. So the pressure in his eye was really high, which is, I sort of wondered about in the middle of the day because when it sinks in like that, I've had other dogs who had glaucoma-like problems where the pressure in the eye gets high, and for some reason it makes the eye do this thing where it kind of looks like it's almost shriveling up. It's, like, too small. Um, and so that's really painful when that happens. It feels like glaucoma in people. And so they can give eye drops that keep the pressures down. Um, they don't give that if you have like a scratch on your cornea because it makes it harder for it to heal and it can lead to scar tissue and basically blind you. Uh, and she's like, I'm giving it to him anyway. <laughs> like he, he may not be able, but he probably can't see all that well from it anyway. And when the pressure goes up like that in the eye, it can damage the optic nerve. And so even if it comes back down, they will have less vision after one of those incidents. And so if it, if it's something that's happening repeatedly, they're going to go blind anyway uh, because it keeps kind of doing some damage to that nerve. And so it's like, let's just, it's not like he's got that much time left. Let's just give him the drops that are going to keep him more comfortable, even if it means, you know, maybe it accelerates a little bit the loss of vision in that eye because there's so many other things that are wrong that that's not going to be the deciding thing. So uh, it sucks. Yeah. At the same time, we were having the discussion about, you know, when is it going to be time for him before we found out about this, which doesn't make it suck any less, but it's not a surprise or in a dog that it's like, you know, like poor Riley, who is otherwise great, and then he's got this stupid kidney thing, and it's like, if it weren't for that, he would have lived another five or seven years. Yeah. It, you know, it's just like this stupid thing where if there were anything we could have done to fix that, we would have done it because he was otherwise like healthy and happy and would have had a I great life. I wanted to donate a kidney, but you're like, oh, it doesn't, doesn't work with humans and dogs. It does science. So, you know, with Patrick, uh, it's not, oh, this is the one thing that's keeping him from living a full, happy life. Like his quality of life is not great. Um, He's kind of just multiple failings. He's kind of falling apart, the yeah. old guy. yeah. We, I guess we also think he's, I mean, I, we do think he's older than nine or 10. He, he oh, seems yeah. like he could be like 17, the, the way he, he acts and is, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, one thing I guess I'll mention here that because when we were driving back from Maryland, we were having our kind of first in-depth talk about this. You know what what's going to be time. Um, so if you do a search for kind of quality of life index for dogs, there's a few different ones that are kind of like surveys that you can take. Did we talk about this on the podcast? I don't think so. I think I was telling somebody else. No, you were telling um, me. You told me twice. Yeah, I think I was telling my therapist about that's, it. That's why it seems like you told a lot of people because <laughs> you had to repeat it to me. So uh, this thing is basically like a bunch of different aspects of like, how well is your dog eating? Uh, how well are they sleeping? How well they're engaging with other people and other dogs? Um, you know, are they in pain? Are they suffering? All, you know, how do you feel about it? Do they have something that could like suddenly and catastrophically go wrong? Like a hemangiosarcoma, like Queso did, where it's like it could burst any moment and be bleeding. So it's got all these different things and you kind of rate them on a scale of one to 10. So for like, how well does your dog eat? Like a one is that they don't eat anything. Uh, and Queso and Riley both got to that point. Like a two is they'll eat treats. You know, a five is, well, they're not as interested in food as they were, but like they'll still eat their dinner. Um, a 10 is Vink. You it's know, everything, <laughs> just anytime, great appetite. always. And so there's a, you know, there's a bunch of these and they. <laughs> That's the only thing Vink is attended. Sorry, Vink. <laughs> so you rate each of these, and there's a bunch of different statements, and you rate them on a scale of 1 to 10, and it gives you guidance of, like, look, a 1 looks like this. This is sort of like what a 5 would be, so you kind of have some help. And then you get a score at the end, um, and it's not out of 100. I think it's out of... It was like out of 80. I think it's bigger. So 80, if I think it's out of, like, 120 or oh, something. Would be like the biggest score. So if your dog has an 80 or above, like that would be a happy, healthy, great dog. Mm -hmm. If your dog has an eight or below, they basically, they don't come out right out and say it, but they're like, it's time to put your dog down if they have an eight or below. It's a dog that's really suffering and doesn't have any quality of life. May not even be alive anymore. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> and then in between that is in between that, right? Like a dog that's okay. They're not like totally suffering and have no quality of life but they also don't have a great quality of life and you know higher is better uh so we did we kind of did this for saint patrick and you know we don't agree on everything but we're not super far off right there'd be yeah. things where you maybe say a five and i maybe say like a two or a three um but not huge differences yeah i don't even know if it was that far yeah and so we came up with like a 41 for him mm -hmm. uh i would say it's a little bit lower now there's some things that, that are not yeah, quite as good now. Yeah, the chomping. Yeah, the trying to bite is one. You know, this eye thing is would play in there somewhere. So it's not it's not eight now, right? But it's maybe down to like a 30, 35. No. Um, and so, you know, they it doesn't say, okay, well, once you hit this point, this is the decision that you make. But it's, I think, a really useful way to think through it where you go like, you know, with him, there's some parts of his life where he's really happy. I mean, he doesn't have a 10 on anything, but like he doesn't have anything, at least before this, and I don't know that this counts, but he didn't have anything that was like suddenly and catastrophically going to go wrong, right? He had no tumors that could burst or anything like that. Right. Um, so he did really well on that element. Um, yeah, and so it's just like, it's a thing that you can come back to. You know, here's what here's what his score was before. What's his score look like now? It gives you a way to kind of look at the different aspects. Because look, if you have a dog that's like in a ton of pain, even though they're 
happy and engaged. Like you can have a dog who's like really suffering from pain, but is still wagging their tail and still wants to do stuff, you know, that are trying to be stoic about it. I would be like, yeah, it's time. You know, like I, I don't want them right. to have it's like that making, part where they're It's like suffering. making a list, but not everything's weighted equally. Yeah. I mean, you get to pick, right? So if you go like, oh, their quality of life is basically zero in this aspect, uh, you know, or whatever. They're trying to bite the family, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like if you've got it. Or other, the other dogs, right? For us, very, right? very important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, oh, they can still have fun. They, you know, nothing is catastrophic. They're still eating and drinking and, you know, they're not like peeing themselves like that's on there. But like they have these moments of irritation because of something that's wrong, you know, not just that they're aggressive, but like they're sick and there's something that makes them lash out. If you do something like that's something where you may be like, look, it's time like they, you know, they can't interact anymore. Quality of life is good everywhere except here. It's nothing like they're they can't trust anything anymore. So it's just I think it's a useful tool, not that it gives you like a a point at which it's like, okay, do this thing. Because I think everyone is going to decide before you're at the very bottom of that scale that it's time. Or anybody who's likely to decide before that doesn't need the scale to tell you. Yeah, no, but it kind of it is like making a list, you know, deciding to relocate or take a job or something. And it just breaks, forces you to break the decision down into, into subcomponents. And it, it's more than just, oh, I have a gut feeling that this is good or bad. Or, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and you can trace it over time. It looks like data. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's, you can graph it if you wanted, that sort of thing. Yeah. So there's a couple of different ones. Um, but if you search for like quality of life index for dogs, like you'll find the two main ones and you can take them online and get the scores there and, or read them and print them out or whatever. But I think it's helpful, um, you know, especially for people who haven't gone through it before to be like, oh, is it time or not to just really think about. It's a good framework. Parts. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't, and again, it's not dictated. It doesn't dictate anything. It just helps structure your thinking a little bit you can always say this as you said this category is so much more important to me that i don't care if he's eating everything you know if if everything else is really bad then that doesn't matter yeah um yeah so we didn't end up with any particular decision it was just sort of like all right we know he's in this kind of middle space now we kind of have a quantification of it and we can kind of reassess him from time to time and see how it's going so and we'll keep an eye on him for symptoms of worse cancer or something like that. I mean, it's more Yeah. Specific. Well, like with this eye thing, right? Like, like glaucoma is incredibly painful, right? If he's getting Ugh, like, right. I can I only mean, imagine. Can imagine, right? Ow. Like your eye being like too full of stuff like and just the throbbing pressure. eyeball. Yeah. I mean, boy. Like yeah. the headache and everything that comes with that. And wow. so like, we don't want him feeling that no. we've got a medicine and the vet's like just keep him on it forever <laughs> she's like normally you would do it for like seven days just like don't stop doing it Be- you know like she recognizes he doesn't have a ton of time um but that's the sort of thing where if he keeps getting flare-ups like this one that's the first time this has happened right yeah. maybe the medicine will just take care of it and you know we won't worry about it other stuff will happen but if he's kind of regularly getting those flare-ups even when he's on the medicine then we may go like, look, he's having these really painful days over and over again and nothing else is getting better. And so, you know, maybe that's it that we want to spare him, you know, an indefinite future of those days. Who knows, right? We just kind of have to see, but it's a new thing in there. You know, maybe he'll, he, he's so confused anyway, right? He's already really confused. If he goes blind, he may be 
confused to the point where he's really unhappy. Like my dog Kay went blind and she was fine. I mean, she'd bump into shit. She didn't care. I remember we were both would like she could still hear, right? Yeah. Unlike 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 poor St. Patrick, but we would we would yell just before she'd be like, wait. Banged into the wall. <laughs> We'd see her yeah. heading for the wall, and we'd be like, "Wait!" And she get, would get pretty good at it. She kind of knew what it meant, but she banged into stuff a lot, and yeah. she didn't. But she was pretty sturdy. <laughs> she didn't care, right? Yeah, I mean, she right. she had like six or nine months after she was blind in both yeah, eyes, she would and was go fine. outside. She knew where everything was in the house. She was pretty good. Yeah. Um. So you know, blind dogs can be super happy, but there's some dogs, especially ones who like go blind very fast, where they can just become incredibly depressed. With him, with his like mental faculties not working all that well, if he were, you know, who knows? It could be like, well, I haven't really been able to see anything anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> What's the difference? It could be he's so confused anyway, and when he loses that little bit of vision, that he's just way more confused and pacing and and sort of anxious. You know, that would be a thing too. Yeah, we'll just see. I mean, we just wait and see. This is so. all new. He can't tell us, unfortunately, and it's all kind of new territory yeah so uh it's sad news it's not like super game-changing because he was already having a lot of problems and this is just kind of a new one um but it's still too bad so you know just keeping an eye on it uh definitely gotta have a half birthday it's not really a half birthday whatever our 17th celebration for him next week no the on the monthly anniversary of his designated saint patrick's day uh to keep keep giving him whatever we can buy him some more french fries yeah and maybe I, we'll put him back on the cheeseburger diet yeah you know part of the problem is that he uh he's got a really sensitive stomach so he kind of throws up or like retches he i think he gets really bad reflux even though we give him medicine for it so it's a little hard to just indulge his preferred diet of cheeseburgers and french fries which but he hates bland food but yeah. he can't tolerate non-bland food really well. So we have a real, yeah, tight tightrope. Yeah. He loved freaking tater tots. He ate like a third of my tachos for dinner. He likes noodles. Remember when like, he just like chomp yeah. on spaghetti? Mashed potato. I had, we had leftover mashed potatoes yeah. this week. And I was like, I made myself a little bowl of mashed potatoes. And he's like, what are those? <laughs> and so I was like, uh, you can have the rest. And I made a little bowl. And he just like chomped the heck out of those yeah. mashed potatoes. Maybe he'll go back on a noodle diet. That can't be that bad. Noodles and potatoes, I think, would be fine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that was a lot of rambling, and it's just like we've literally had this news for two hours <laughs> at this point. Yeah, we haven't abbreviated it yet. <clears throat> no. Uh, so it's, you know, we're in exactly the same position of like, well, we'll just see what happens. But it's not happy news. No, it's too bad. We thought we'd just get like a balm for the eye and it would be fine. But yeah, like, we were kind of hoping. Know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's the dog updates. Uh, I get to pick the German word of the week. I guess. And Dear Dad always looks for like these kind of complicated, fun. Yes. Which I think is great. Uh. Uh, but I'm going to do a short one with a a story of, uh, not even a story, uh, two sentences about Jeremiah's misunderstanding. The German word for skeleton is skelet. Skelet. Mm-hmm. Skelet. When I, we learned this like in our Halloween module in high school. I just thought it was skelt. Oh. Skelt. I, when I would speak in German about skeletons all the time, I'd just say skelt. Skelt is Which I thought was a super cool word. Danish word, I think, for something else. Oh. So it's not skelt. <laughs> no, skelet. Skelet. You pronounce every letter 
I didn't think there was another letter. Oh. I thought it was S-K-E-L-T. Oh. Skelt. Skelt. No. Skelet. Skelet, which is on its way to being skeleton. (laughs) Yes, yes. I I, I get it now. But I think I literally believed that uh, it was skelt until you told me it was not skelt. There you go. And I didn't even intend to correct you or disabuse you of a notion. But it's good. I don't want to be saying the wrong word. No. Also, (laughs) shout out to November 9th. Oh, yeah, that's right. The other word would have been mawafal, which is the fall of the wall. Yeah. We don't have to expound on it, but it was... uh, Makes your dad weepy. Yeah, it does. The day the wall was opened in Berlin for the first time since the end of the war. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's just amazing. Peaceful protest, not not anything else. And it was... Could have gone real bad. Could have gone real bad. The Russians and the East German... soldiers were standing by fully armed ready to put down the riots by force put down the demonstrations by force mm-hmm. i mean they were afterwards it became more and more clear how close it was and this is one of those things that one misunderstanding or one mid-level officer giving the wrong order yeah would have turned it into a bloodbath and it would have been like hungary or um yeah yeah Romania all over again so it wasn't no it was great yeah so that's november 9th and then i also november 9th was also what i used to call kristallnacht in 1938 but which is what we american i will add me we americans learned kristallnacht yeah. in school you know talking about world war Two. yeah like and i just that. and i just learned that's that's not a good word for it because that's i think the word the nazis used for it um and now it's perf- it's better to call it you know the pogroms of November 9th or the Pogromnacht, Pogrom, Pogromnacht, you know, Pogrom is a, mm-hmm. what is it, a tax on minorities, especially Jews. Yeah. Um, but interesting that November 9th was just like this day. Yeah. <laughs> bad a stuff good one and a bad on one. November 9th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Mauerfall is when the wall fell. That's a good one. Yeah. Is Mauer just wall? Mm-hmm. You'd use that, like but you'd say demoa to 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 talk about the east west the wall. Ber- if the you Berlin said Wall and the demoa is or moa vacha would have moa this or that would be you'd be referring to the wall. I mean, it was such a feature in German life, right? So would I use it if I was like I hung a picture on my wall in my house? No, you could still. That's a wall. Yeah. That's not the wall. Right, right. right. You know, Understand. You'd say you know yeah you'd still say moa and you know. We'd, You'd say, you know, Festungsmauer is the wall of the fortress. But but if you talked about Die Mauer, it was clear what you meant. Yeah. It was the not not necessarily East Berlin Wall, because that was teeny tiny. There yes, was a, there was there one was between wall, the countries. <laughs> there was a wall between East and West Germany, right? From the from the the Baltic down to Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, the border between Pennsylvania and New York. Imagine just having a fortress system there with people shooting at you yeah it was a lot of effort invested in keeping the east germans from leaving indeed it was uh grim yeah grim for sure yeah but november 9th it opened but germany celebrates it on october 3rd which is when legally the uh, east german states joined the joined germany yeah is that okay yeah yeah reunification day reunification day yeah that's good. So they're Mawafal. There you go. Good one. 
Uh, I think our hurricane talk was plenty for our taste of the keys. It's kind of all that went on this week. So yeah, we didn't get any good criminal updates. I think everyone was like laying low. Deputy Hradecki has no no <laughs> he big was reports. Probably out putting sandbags out or something. He's <laughs> helping helping the community. So uh, anyway, all right. Well, this has been a long podcast. Uh, we're very glad to be back on Twitter. I missed all of you for the four days that felt like four weeks you were gone. That's uh, nice. And uh, yeah, we'll keep you all updated, as always, with the news. Yeah. And uh, until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. No biting, no licking. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>